RadioMD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Just 14% of adults are very confident that they will live comfortably after quitting work, and 60% have less than $25,000 in savings, according to the Employee Benefits Research Institute's most recent retirement confidence survey. Do you have enough? Do you know when or if you could retire? My guest today is Dan Kadlik. He's a journalist and author who's written extensively about baby boomers, personal finance, the economy, for Time and Money magazine. Welcome to the show, Dan. So... You know, this is a great question. It's a great topic. Tell us, what do we need to do? I'm 50 years old, Dan. What do we need to do to make sure that we can even ever retire? Well, you know, saving is really, you know, that's that's the real key. We're all, uh, the, the, the safety nets are just about gone for most of us. Uh, the pensions and, you know, Social Security is there, but it won't be possibly forever and you know, it, it's really up to every individual now uh, in, in a big way. Um, if, you're, if you're 50, as you mentioned, you know, there are some catch-up opportunities. You can save a little bit more in tax-deferred accounts than you can if you're not quite 50 yet, um, and, and that's helpful. But, but really, the simple prescription for everyone is to save at least 10% of every dime they make. And, uh, you know, I tell that especially to young people. If, if they start in their 20s with that, they will have no problems whatsoever. If, if you're getting a late start, you should be saving more like 15%. Um, and, uh, you know, just to give you a benchmark, if, if you are maxing out on your 401K plan at work and getting some sort of a match, and that is if you're contributing enough to get the full match, you're, you're, you're 90% there already, um, if you can put a little something into a Roth IRA on top of that, uh, you're probably going to be fine. So what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they're, you know, thinking about, so you've talked about not saving enough, how to save, getting a SEP IRA, if you're self-employed, a Roth IRA, you know, having something because maybe our safety nets and pensions and things are not always going to be there. What are some mistakes? Are, do people think they're going to have more control? Do they not expect a medical God forbid. I mean, what are people doing that you just shake your head at? Well, I mean, there's there's a number of them. Uh, one um, one is that uh, a lot of people assume they have uh, control over when they're going to retire. Uh, you know, we've we've been sort of conditioned to to the previous generations that worked till they were 65 and got the gold watch, and then you know went off to Florida, Arizona, and 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 lived this. This uh, in the last ten years in, in, in you know retirement bliss. Uh, that model is so not working anymore. Um, uh, we we're, we're living longer. We're, we we need to work longer. Uh, something like two in five people end up retiring earlier than they expected to. Um, some for health reasons, and and some you know because uh, the, the the corporate downsizing that takes place all the time. Uh, so you need to plan for. Uh, things not being exactly as you think they might be. Okay, so planning is really the biggest thing. Now, what about market risk? So there's seed. For those of us that really, I mean, I I think I'm a little bit well-versed because I've been studying it for a while, but people who really don't know, they look at CDs and they look at mutual funds and they look at stocks and they see stocks of some of these startup Internet companies and things going through the roof. What can you do can you trust the guy at Merrill Lynch or one of those guys to give you advice on what to buy 
Well, I mean, you know, that risk is, is, is always part of the equation. If you don't take enough risk, uh, you're not going to make enough uh, income over the long run. So, um, you know, can you trust your advisor? Well, I hope so. That, that depends on you and your advisor. I mean, most of them, you know, most of them are trying to do a good job for you. Uh, obviously, you have to look out when it comes to advisors for the fees they charge and the sorts of things they put you in which generate more fees for them. So there's always a lot of questions you have to ask. But uh, really staying diversified can be a very, very simple thing. It can be a do-it-yourself thing. Um, we have now, uh, and, and these exist within 401K and tax-deferred plans, are something called target date funds where you set the you – you, you choose the year that you're going to turn 65 – put your money in this fund, and, and it's professionally managed in a way that's consistent with someone who's growing older and will be 65 at that date, uh, with nice diversification and, and constant rebalancing. And, you know, so it, it's, it, it's much easier than it used to be. And, and I, I really, for people that are sort of afraid of the market, I really recommend them. Well, so I'm you know, another thing. Another people... No, go on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, another thing people don't do is is they don't think about medical costs. And, you know, this is a medical show. Uh, That's what uh, I was going to bring up uh, right now was I'm one of those people that saves for the medical, God forbid, and the money I've got I'm hoping could be for retirement, but what if I get some hideous cancer that's going to cost me $200,000? And that's the thing. How can we save for kids' college, for the medical right, well, scare, and for retirement? Those are the big well, three it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yes, and I'm not going to say it's easy. I mean, but the point is to know about it. Uh, uh, even a healthy person uh, uh, stands to spend something close to $300,000 in out-of-pocket expenses uh, over 20 or 30 years of retirement. Um, you know, that's, that's a large amount of money that you need to factor into. You know, when you think you have enough money set aside, say, okay, wait a minute, here's my 300000 for medical expenses, and that's and that's just out of pocket. You know, if you're fully insured. Uh, on top of that, uh, there is this risk of uh, of long-term care, which which can be another three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Now, for that, you can insure against that, uh, and that's where long-term care comes in. And, and again, this is a product that that makes sense for some people, and it it, it can also have fees and so forth that you need to, to, you need to look at, um, but it's, it's probably something most people should consider. Well, I mean, I'm not worried about that because my kids will take care of me until I'm very, very old uh-huh. and infirm, but what about college costs and putting those before you put your retirement money away because, gosh, college, that's crazy, and I'm telling my kids, Dan, state school with loans because I'm not going to be able to afford it all. Well, the good news is uh, with online courses, uh, college is going to be, you know, free one day, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind <laughs> yeah. of joking. Although it, 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 pr- prices are probably going to come down for college, but that doesn't mean they're not going to still be expensive. And, and it's a classic sandwich generation issue. Um, I would say, yes, state schools, maybe even a couple years at a community college. Uh, then maybe you transfer to the fancy university with the big name plate. Uh, it all depends on your resources, but there's no question that your retirement savings needs to come ahead of your kids' college savings. It, it, it sounds harsh, but they can borrow. They have options. Um, 
you don't. If if you're 60 and 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 you're still paying for tuition and not saving for retirement, you know that that's that's a problem. So Dan, we have about a minute and a half left. So first, give us your best advice for planning for our retirement and saving enough money to do that. And then tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. And your book is A New Purpose, Redefining Money, Family, Work, Retirement, and Success. Yeah, I think the big one, uh, with, with this age of, of, of not having safety nets, as we started out talking about, is finding some way to lock up lifetime income. <clears throat> if you don't have a traditional pension, and more and more people don't, um, the biggest problem you have in retirement is how to make your pool of savings last for the 30 years that you need to plan for to be in retirement. Now, one way you can do that is they call it the 4% withdrawal rate. You, you draw down 4% a year of your total balance, and chances are you're going to be okay, but, but maybe not necessarily. It depends on how the market behaves in there. Uh, what I suggest to everyone is get uh, – Consider your Social Security plus some kind of an immediate annuity, an, an immediate annuity that will pay you a set amount guaranteed for life. That The two of those things should cover all of your fixed income. And then on top of that, I would buy what's called a deferred annuity that kicks in when you turn 85. And the beauty of that is that it will give you income from 85 to the rest of your life. Hopefully and Dan, I'm sorry 10, we're out of time, but you there. can... Follow Dan at Dan Cadlick. That's on Twitter. This is Melanie Cole, and you can get his book, A New Purpose, Redefining Money, Family, Work, Retirement, and Success on Amazon.